0: Let's all now turn to the book of Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, we're going to go to chapter 5, the book of Hebrews chapter 5, and we're going to turn to page, excuse me, I meant to say verse 14, Hebrews chapter 5, we're going to read verse 14, let's please, as you're finding that, I'm not going to try rush but let's uh, try to uh, find Hebrews five 14. let's stand to honor the reading of his word. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14, says this, but solitude belongs to those who are mature, for those who through practice have powers of discernment. That are trained to distinguish good from evil. Let me read that again. Hebrews chapter five, fourteen. But solid food belongs to those who are mature. about mature, 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 mature? For those who, through practice, have powers of discernment that are trained to distinguish good. God bless and honor you. You may see. You may not be aware of this. Those who you know who know me, some of you do, some of you don't. Now, those who know me well probably know this very well about me. But I am what you might call a spoon man. I'm a spoon man. You may say, "You're a what?" I'm a spoon man. Now, there was once a, a song called Spoon Man. I know some people, even in the room, know that. But it was a Goofy song from the 1990s. But uh, the fact that I know one back there who's like, anyway, don't call it Goofy. But anyway, the fact is it was. Uh, I, I'm a spoon man uh, in, the sense that, in the sense that when it comes to silverware, when it comes to silverware, uh, I like a spoon. A good round spoon. And there's so many different kinds of spoons. I actually was looking it up this week. Different kinds of spoons there are. You know, I just anytime I saw a spoon, I would use it. I didn't care. I would just use a spoon. I didn't know there were so many versions of spoons. Good heavens, the murder! There's so many kinds of spoons. God, I, I was like, oh, good grief! But sometimes they have spoons that you can only use for one thing, and it's, it's kind of dumb, really. But anyway, uh, there's lots of different kinds of spoons. We'll talk about that here in a minute, but. I always chose a spoon for several reasons, and I'll tell you why. Because uh, okay, you have forks, and I know that you have to use a fork and an knife for stuff like steak. I usually didn't though; I would use a spoon for that. Even he's like, "What? Yeah, because I would." I found that you could take a, a spoon. You can take a spoon, and if you used it right, you could kind of cut a little bit, kind of around like that. A spoon's very helpful. Uh, but the reason why I don't like forks, partially because I had an accident. You see, I don't know if you've seen the. You can call it a blessing. I call it. A First, but you know, is. through my family, I won't say decide side. Uh, but there, there's a gap in the teeth. Uh, there's a gap in the teeth. And um, one time, I was in a real hurry. To eat. Okay, not just one time. But there was one. It's happened a lot as far as being in a hurry. The one specific time, I was using a fork and while I was in a hurry to eat, my A fork got stuck between the gap of my teeth. And, uh, I mean, folks, don't laugh too much, okay? But the fork got stuck between the gap of my teeth, and I couldn't get the fork out of my teeth. It was Somehow, I turned it wrong, and the fork got stuck back there, and I couldn't get it out, and I got scared. I thought the fork was going to be stuck there forever. You know how it is, like two seconds seems like a million. I couldn't get the fork out, and uh, I was like, oh, I can't get the fork out of my teeth. I thought I was going to break all my teeth out. I was scared to death. Since then, I don't touch a fork very often. That's why when people say, Why does he always use a spoon? Now you know I'm a spoon man because I'm scared of forks. Uh <laughs> also I, I i use a knife occasionally, but not very often. I'm a, I'm a spoon. That's the whole point of so I'm a spoon. Either way, you give me a spoon, I can do anything. And spoons are beautiful. They're very beautiful and smooth. And uh one of the things that uh and, and occasionally I would use a, a fork, I don't care for those much either. They they they're a little sharp but you give me a spoon I can do anything for. Spoons are good for breakfast, they're good for lunch, they're good for dinner. They're good for snacks, you know and they're related to the to the shovel. you can you can see that they're good for stirring, they're good for flicking, they're good for smacking, they're good for drumming, good for hammering, a little small things that is. they're good for crushing, they're good for punishing. And you can say, How do you know that? Well, I won't go into all that. Well, let's just say they're good for punishing. They really are. They're good for punishing. <laughs> Wooden spoons. I, I, oh, boy. I met, they met my hand many a time. Uh, they're good for uh, strengthening. They're good for strengthening the ill. And uh, I, I'm telling you, they are. And then. Um, and for nursing the young, and by I say strengthening the ill, I'm talking about whenever you, you need uh, to take your medication. Off. And for nursing the young, they feed the little babies. I love to see the little babies they feed the babies. And I remember, uh, I remember my ba- my baby sister. I remember my mom feeding her little Gerbers and such. It was so cute. I just loved my sister. Yeah, she was so cute. She said. And uh, it, it's a uh, it's good for showing love much more. I remember seeing my mom feed the baby. She at many kids. And you show love. and it's good to show them love when, when you feed the people who are sick. That's why I said strengthen the ill. Yeah, I remember seeing my mama feed my dad at, uh, in his last day or so, and I see my mom feeding my grandma and others. It's good to show them. Feed the ill, strengthen them, and also show them love. She showed great love. I don't know what a wonderful thing to do, and much, much more. The spoon comes in metal and all types, wood and all types of wood and all types of ceramic and things. It comes with even stone they make. Oh, man, I like spoons. Anyway, the title of today's sermon is The Spoon. The Spoon. You might say, well, that's kind of a strange thing for a sermon. Well, you're right, it is. But there's a reason for that. Today when I talk about The Spoon, I'm talking about one specific spoon. Actually, not really, because I'm going to talk about lots of different kinds of spoons. But there is the spoon that we're going to talk about today more than any other, and that is the holy spoon. And uh, I don't mean that like a slang, like holy spoon. No, when I talk about the spoon, the Holy Spoon, I'm talking about uh, not, when I say Holy Spoon, I'm talking about a spoon with holes, uh, not Holy Spoon. No, no, no. I'm talking about, no, there is a Holy Spoon. That's the world. We'll get to that in a minute. But I'm talking about a Holy Spoon, which is a spoon of the Holy Spirit. And that's this spoon right here. I've got put together. I'm going to hang this in my office from now on. This is going to be the Holy Spoon that I'm talking about. The Holy Spirit spoon. You might say... Is there really a Holy Spirit spoon? Oh, yes, there is. We just don't think about it very often. You don't hear that illustration very often. Why did God give it to me? I don't know. But I I think about the Holy Spirit spoon quite a bit. The Holy Spirit spoon has helped me out many times in my life. Is it really this big? Sometimes it needs to be when you have a big mouth like me. But this is a Holy Spirit spoon, and it can help us out a whole, whole lot. This Holy Spirit spoon can strengthen us in so many, many ways. We must eat the Word. We must eat the Word with the Holy Spirit spoon. Many times people try to pick up the Word with things besides the Holy Spirit, and you can't. You can't. You know, a lot of times when people will try to read the Word of God, they try to read it on their own. But you can't digest it. You can't understand it. You can't take it in on your own. I remember when I was a brand-new Christian, even before I was a Christian, I'd read the Word of God. I would read the Bible. I didn't understand it. I've had, you know how many times people say to me, well, I read the word a lot. I just don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't, I don't comprehend it. It doesn't, I I can, I can read those words, but they mean nothing to me. You know why? Because they're not using the holy spoon, the Holy Spirit spoon. They're not using it. And that's why you have to use this spoon, the Holy Spirit spoon. Otherwise, you can't eat on it. You cannot digest the food of the word you can't understand it, you won't know it. The Word is nothing, but you must take it in, digest it, so that the food, the holy food of the Word, becomes a part of you. That's why, even when I became a brand new Christian, I would try to read that Word. I may have understood certain words, Jesus, love, things like that, but I couldn't quite comprehend it. And I would take certain things out of it and accidentally... Take it out of context. In other words, I would think it's saying one thing when it's saying something else. I never meant to do that. A lot of people do that. They don't mean to take it out of context. They don't mean to make the meaning something different. Some do. They don't mean to, though, for the most part, but they do it. Because why? They're using their own spirit, their own understanding, their own way, and not the Holy Spirit's spirit, The Holy Spirit. We're not to do that. So what are we to do? We're to use this, the Holy Spirit spoon. We are to sing with the spoon. We are to pray with it, study, meditate on the scripture, and obey and to share. But not on our own. We're to use the Holy, Spirit, the Holy Spirit. That's what we're to digest it with. So let's take a look at a few scriptures that can help us with this. To know. We wouldn't understand it if it worked with the Holy Spirit. But we have that. In the moment that you ask Jesus to your you do have this, but you have to use it. It would be like if you went to eat, <laughs> if you want to eat at a restaurant, a real fine restaurant. And you said, "Well, I have the food right here." You have it. You might even have the utensil right in front of you. But if you choose not to use the utensil, you can't blame the people who put the food in front of you. You can only blame yourself. And someone brought you a fine steak, a, the finest steak. And, I mean, let's say they gave you everything, even a one sauce. They gave you everything in the world that you need. And you decided, I'm not going to use the utensil. I'm just going to eat it with my bare hands. But I don't know why I can't seem to, to, to eat it just right. I, it's your fault. Because, one, you're not using the utensil God gave you. If you're not being able to chew on the word and bring it into your system, it's because you're not using the Holy Spirit that God has given you. Use the utensil that God has given you. Use it correctly. The Holy Spirit who is with you. Use it. Put it to your mouth. Digest it. Bring it all in. You need it. Use it. You can't do it on your own. I promise you. This is what it says in John 6, 63. John chapter 6, 63 says this. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and are life. It was Jesus who said this in John six sixty three. He says what? He says it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and are life. We have to have the Holy Spirit. In order to help us in our growth into our feet, we need to have it. He also said in John 4.34, In John 4.34, Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him, talking about God, to do the will of him who sent me, and to finish his work. That's what it said in John 4.34. Jesus said, My food is to do the will of him who sent me, and to finish his work. We have to be able to do these things, to eat the Word fully, the whole Word, not little parts of the Word. You know, have you ever seen someone who, I I see it sometimes, it drives me insane. Maybe it's because if you can't tell by looking at my wonderful body, that I usually eat everything that's given to me. Part of it is because I I grew up with with family that came from the depression and other other things. They hated to see wasteful eating. They said, don't waste food. Folks, I have to agree with that, though. You know, it's expensive, it's uh, it's foolish, and quite frankly, it's just wasteful. But don't waste the Word of God. Take it in, digest it. I can't stand to see people uh, order a great big thing of food. Oh, it's not your money, it's not the point. I hate to see people order that food, and then they cut, especially when it's a little hard rat kid sitting there, and they they have the little kid order parts of it, and they say, I'm just going to have, oh yeah, i got to have that food. And then they just get like one little bite of it and go, oh, I'm done. I so badly want to walk over to that to eat the food, but it just drives me insane. That how many Christians do the same thing? They do the same thing to the Word of God. The food that God has prepared for you and put at your table, and you won't digest it. Partially because you don't understand it. Partially because we are not using the holy spoon of the Holy Spirit. Use it. Use it. Digest it. Put it in your system. Make it a part. If you don't understand it, it's not God's fault. It's yours. You're not using the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. You need to eat with it, the utensil. Eat the word fully, the whole word, the whole word, the whole word, not little parts of it. It says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. If it's righteousness, that you hunger and thirst for it, you're going to find it. You know, when I have been lazy, and I have been at times, when I've been lazy, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll read it later. You're not going to find with anything because you're not looking for it. You know, if you've ever been hungry but you're too lazy to get up and get anything, yeah, and you wonder why you're hungry, now yeah, you know why because you won't get up and do it. But a lot of times people want to eat the word, but they don't want to seek it. It's right in front of you. Seek it. Grab the holy spoon and eat. It's right there. Jesus says in John chapter six. Chapter six. John chapter six verses fifty five. Verses fifty five to fifty eight. John six fifty five to fifty eight, Jesus says, For my flesh is food indeed. And my blood is drink indeed. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. Of course, it's not But He goes in to say, As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me also will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate manna and died, of words. He who eats this bread will live forever. Oh, so eat. I like Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans 10 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The word of God is beautiful to eat upon every day. I love it. I love it. I love the word of God. Every day, sometimes I start to feel like I'm spiritually starving. I feel like I'm spiritually starving, and I look over and I see the Word of God, and I say to myself, "You feel like you're spiritually starving? Pick it up, eat it. Don't just do it on your own. Grab that holy spoon and get to eating, boy. Don't look at your mirror because you may look like physically like you got plenty, but spiritually your skin is a rail, and you don't want that." Don't look at the outside, look at the inside. You know, you know when you're skinny as a real spiritually speaking. You know that. Not the outside, the inside. Then there's Matthew 4.4. Oh, this is a good one now. This is a good one. Remember, Jesus said this when he was tempted by the devil. I was talking to my nephew about this just this morning. We We were speaking in my office, he and I. And I was telling him about what... When Jesus was tempted. Oh, we're tempted. Every single one of us. Not one person has ever been tempted. And Jesus knows all about your temptations because he was tempted himself more than once, oh, many times. But listen to this part what he says. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Jesus said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We need the word of God so that when the enemy attacks, we can have the word. That we fed upon and that we can bring it back again. I'm not talking about regurgitating it. I'm talking about having it in our body so that we will have the strength from it. And we use that and can use it because of the Holy Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. We need it. The Holy Spirit is there with us and we can snack on it all day long. We need it. How do we do that? How do we snack on it? By memorization. We can memorize certain verses. And memorize a certain scripture. Now, I know, I don't know about you, but I sometimes have a hard time of memorizing certain scriptures. I'm just not great at it. This is why song helps me. So I sometimes I make up certain songs with, with, with scriptures. My dear sister, sister, Brenda Justice, beautiful, beautiful lady, has a great way of memorizing stuff. through song. Maybe you're the same way, or maybe you have certain verses you memorize well, maybe you don't. But find ones and find ways to memorize it. Do whatever it takes, memorize it. I know you can do it. Write it down, draw it, color code it. I color code almost everything. Do whatever it takes to memorize. Why? Because that's a snack. It's a snack. Maybe even your favorite hymn is a snack. A, a, a spiritual snack. Now maybe you don't need snacks throughout the day. I sometimes don't. Sometimes I don't need physical snacks. Sometimes I take a Oh well, really? You passionate? Oh yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. Sometimes we need sacrificial. Okay, I guarantee you, if you need spiritual strength, I guarantee you need spiritual strength. During the days when you feel like you can't go on, when you feel tempted by the devil, you can pull out a spiritual sack of Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Why? Because the Bible tells me so, you can do it. I can do all things in Christ. Philippians 4 13. Yes, yes, I can. Hallelujah. These are just snacks that you can ooh, pull out. Why? Well, because the Holy Spirit it, it, it gives it to me. Oh, that mighty spoon comes out and feeds it to me. It's a snack. Sometimes I need that snack. Oh, one of my favorite snacks in the whole wide world. Oh, a little pudding. I love those little jello pudding snacks that you have, you know. And, and I, I used to use those a lot, or I should have. But I love them. I love this one that used to have the almond and chocolate flavor. Ooh, I loved it. good. And uh, like I said, I had more than I should have. But you can't overfeed and you can't gain weight when it comes to a spiritual snack. Hallelujah! Yes, you don't gain weight. And don't you wish it was that way when it came to the physical snack? Don't you wish that way? Don't you wish you could just eat away on the physical snacks and look at me? I look grand. No, no. But it's, when it comes to spiritual manners, you just look beautiful, wonderful. Wonderful, eat away, eat away, kids. It's okay. It's going to be beautiful. Eat those snacks. This is what it says in Philippi, Excuse me, in Psalm, Psalm one nineteen. That's the longest, longest uh, book of Bible. Psalm one nineteen, verse eleven. Psalm one nineteen, verse eleven says this, and that was David. Psalm one nineteen, verse eleven says. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. We need to hide it in our heart. And I don't mean hide it like not show it. But keep it there so that when we need it, it's there we pull it out and we put it into us. And it's there. Snack upon it. Use it so that we don't sin. Another one that we can snack upon is 2 Timothy 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Verse 16 and 17. Well, what does it say? And I, I read these a lot, I must admit. And one of the things I love about using some of the same verses over and over and over again is because they stick here. They stick here. Oh, why do we have such repetition? Well, we have repetition for our reputation. Repetition for reputation so that we can have this for our recipes of our sex. Our, it's necessary. It's necessary in our life. It says in 2 Timothy 3, 16-17, All Scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Yes, we need the Holy Spoon, that Holy Spirit that feeds us the snacks, that feeds us the wonderful meals that we need. So here's the things that we don't need. And I'm talking about spoons now. Spoons. There's lots of spoons the world wants us to use. But we need to remember this. You don't need a plastic spoon. I'm not talking in the literal sense, okay? Oh no, I was just using the plastic spoon when my coffee this way. No, that's fine. That's fine. I'm talking in the spiritual sense now. Do not use a plastic spoon. It is a superficial plastic spoon. You don't need that. It won't hold up on your heavy meals, your heavy spiritual meals. It's going to melt during the hot topics of spiritual senses. You're not going to need it. Because one thing I'm going to tell you is this I made some big mistakes in my life, and I'm talking in the physical sense. One time I had some really hot soup, okay? Really hot soup. And I went to put my my, uh, plastic spoon in there, and I mean, it was really hot. I went to eat it, and no joke, my spoon melted right in front of me. And I went to. I've heard <laughs> near ate the spoon with the soup. That being said, in a spiritual sense, in a spiritual sense, plastic food's not going to hold up. It's just not. You don't want some superficial uh, religion, some superficial, uh, fakey uh, church that some people go to. No, you don't want that. You want the real deal. You want the holy spoon. That's what you need. The Holy Spirit. It says in John six twenty seven. John chapter six, 27. Jesus said, "Do not work for the good for the food. Do not work for the food which perishes. Do not work for the food which perishes, but for that food which endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For God the Father has set His seal on Him. Remember that. Remember that. And you don't want baby food." We're not to use baby spoons. Now, I know in life, you know, I used to love a little baby spoon when I feed the baby. I love that. Little Freddie's in the back here. I used to love feeding the baby spoon. I'm going to tell you something. I didn't use baby spoon on him for very long. He would get to eat an and take the baby spoon out of my hand with his mouth. All right. But that little baby I don't know that little That little baby spoon, let me tell you about those. Those little baby spoons are not very big. A baby spoon, we're not to, to, to use those for very long in our spiritual life. You know why? We're not to stay babies forever. Okay, maybe in the very beginning of our salvation, but we're not to stay eating gerbers in our spiritual life. We're not to do that. Don't stay teething on a baby spoon. We have to grow up in our spiritual life. We have to. We need to start eating on the Christian folk meal. In other words, big boy, we have to eat a big boy meal. We need to eat a big girl. We need to start eating a Christian big folk meal. We need to eat a Christian happy meal, so to speak. The problem is a lot of times when people eat happy meals, they're always after the toy in there, the prize. Well, you get the prizes, as you, you grow older by, by growing in the Lord, not always by the little toy the that things grab your attention. We need to grow up and grow up by using what? The Holy Spoon, the Holy Spirit spoon. What we need to use. Quit going to these little things, the baby spoon. Now, I love what it says in First Peter two two. First Peter two two, and I'm not talking about a tutu like like ballerina. First Peter chapter two verse two. It says in First Peter two two, as newborn babies desire the pure milk of the word, that by it you may grow. We need to grow, grow in the Lord, grow up. And we're not to use measuring spoons. You know what I say by that? We're not to use measuring spoons. I, 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 okay, we get to use measuring spoons sometimes in life. We know that when you're going through recipes and all. You know, the problem with the measuring spoons, spiritually speaking, people a lot of times measure out how much you can take or how much you will take. I only want this much of the word. Ha, ha, ha. I don't really like that part. I see it all the time, even in churches. And, and by churches, I'm not talking about true, loving Growing churches, I'm talking, there's, we'll get to this in another sermon coming up very, very soon. Maybe even I don't know. But coming up very soon, we're going to talk about the difference between a, pro- a progressive, form of church, or a true Bible-believing, Bible-following church. Not these modernistic churches, don't get me on that. But the fact of the matter is, is we don't need these, these spiritual measuring spoons. You need to take the whole word, not just little pieces that you choose because if you want to take little pieces i don't want to hear about that lifestyle no, no 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 i want to i want this piece and i want that piece but but i i don't want this and that i want no don't take the measuring spoons that is not for you to choose god chooses what you want no god chooses what you need the whole word not part of the word the whole truth nothing but the truth because jesus christ is the truth he is the way the truth the life amen Amen. The whole meal. Remember this. We're not to choose how much you can or will take. Let God be the caterer, Let God be the caterer of your holy meal. And we're not we're not to try to use the spiritual silver spoon. There's an old saying, you born the a silver spoon in this mouth. I'm sure you all heard of that. I not mean, being you know, being born with a silver spoon. I wasn't, by the way. I wasn't born with a silver spoon. I don't know if you can tell by looking. I wasn't rich. I wasn't born that way, at least not, not in a material way. I was born rich other ways. Beautiful thing. Fact of the matter is is we're not to be born with a silver spoon in our mouth. And we're not to be born again with a silver spoon in our mouth either. Thinking that Thinking about that through salvation, we're all to receive riches. There's Christians who want to teach that we're to receive riches. Riches is what God's going to give us, and it's through riches and wealth. The wealth that we're to receive. God owes me. God owes me. I am owed these riches and wealth. And God, the only reason why you don't have is because you have not asked. That's false teaching. That's stupid because well, the riches that God has to give to us is the riches of eternal salvation. I'll talk about those buffoons before too long. I won't necessarily name names, although I will, before too long on a Sunday night. It won't be online. So if you want to hear, you're going to have to come. I won't do it online because uh, well, for lots of reasons. But anyway, we're not going to have a silver spoon. Proverbs 21, verse 20 says, that's Proverbs verse 20 of chapter 21. There is treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling of the wise. But a foolish man squanders it. Squanders it. You have so much. We're all so spoiled. But mostly as far as Christians go, we're so spoiled because we don't use the Holy Spoon. That is to say the Holy Spirit spoon. If you want it, it's it. Eat it up. There's also a spoonful of sugar. Well, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. I know what you're thinking. Medicine go down. Medicine go down. It's true. A spoonful of sugar is to help the medicine go down in the most delightful way. Well, folks, I'm not gonna tell you nothing. Now, don't take the sugar of the world. Because here's the thing the Word of God is sweet. The Word of God is sweet. You can't get sweeter the Word God. Don't look to the, to the world and ask them about sugar because they'll give do you things. But you can't get sweeter than the Word of God. But with the Holy Spirit spoon, now Holy spoon, you can eat the Word and it's sweeter than honey. It's sweeter than honey. Listen to what it says in Psalm 34, verse 8. Psalm 34, verse 8 says, Oh, taste and see the Lord is good. Taste and see the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge. Praise the Lord. Oh, how sweet wonderful. And then it says in Psalm 19, Psalm chapter 19, verse 7 through 10, it says this. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord, that means law, the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true. And righteous altogether, more to be desired are they than gold? Yes, than uh, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. I'm telling you, it's much sweeter than honey to be uh, with the Lord, to be with the Lord and His Word. So sweet indeed, so sweet indeed. We just sometimes we take it so for granted, we so do. And the one last spoon that we are not to take of is the Holy Spoon. And no, 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 no. No, I'm not talking about the Holy Ghost Spoon, the Holy Spirit Spoon. I'm not talking about that. But that is the Spoon of the World that I mentioned earlier. The spoon of the World is holy too. It's a different kind of Holy. It's holy. It pulls all through. It's holy in the sense it's spelled this way. It's spelled H- O L E Y. It's a kind of holy. It's the holy unholy spoon. The holy unholy spoon. You know, when you look at a spoon like this, which is very ugly, we had it here at the church, they told me I could use it, but they said we're never going to. So the fact is, is it is ugly. It's all bent up and out of shape and, and as the world is, they just don't know it. It's 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 misshapen. They say they every time they try to use it it bends, and it's it, you can't pick up anything with it. But anyway, the whole thing about this spoon. These kind of spoons which we see, they're either called slotted spoons, a strainer, ladle sometimes, a skimmer. I don't know why. But either way, these slotted spoons, these ones with holes in them, uh, they're holy too. Just the wrong kind of holy. The wrong kind of holy. There are the holy, unholy spoons. And there are there are holes all through them. And in the world, there's holes all through their spoon that they try to eat with. The holes could be sins. Or it could very well be that they take apart the scripture, leaving big holes in them. Because they try to t- take and put together the word the way they want it. Though so I don't like this one. We mentioned earlier about the other thing. I don't like this part. I don't like that part. No, 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 no. This lifestyle is the way I want it. So let's take that part of the scripture out and they leave a hole there. Oh, no, no, no. I want to get to heaven this way. No, so they take that hole out. No, I don't want to go through Jesus. I want to go through another way. But you can't. There is no other way. So they take that out. And it's holy. It's holy that way. The world has a holy, unholy spoon. And they try to eat up the word, and they can't because now have you ever tried to eat something with a spoon this way? I've tried. It can't be done. Now I will tell you this. Because of the way that my stomach is, sometimes when I go to get chili or some other kind of stew, I, I get the acid reflux and things. So whenever I go to put it into the, the microwave or whatever, I sometimes get the things this way so that I can get rid of all the juices and things and just take out the meat. And that's why you, 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 now you know. Now you know why you go to get chili and stuff. And all you get is produce. But that's the selfishness of me. But here's what happens. The fact of the matter is, is if you're wanting to eat just soup, and you're not going to get to because it's going to fall right through. The truth is, as many people want to find the true word, they're not going to find the word. All they get is leftover nothing. The people of the world have an unholy, holy spoon. Because they don't really want the truth. They don't want the truth. They want what they want, and they're not going to get it. They're not going to get truth. They're going to get the lies of the devil, and it's a shame. It's a true shame. They're on their way to hell. But we need to be honest with them. We need to be courageous. I'll talk about that very soon. Very soon. There's big holes, gaps. They take everything out of context. There's much truth, all truth, in the word, but because they miss the whole point. Because the whole truth spills out. They're never going to find it. And they have no regret, and so they don't repent. Because without the Holy Spirit, which they can't have without Jesus, without it, they cannot find what they need. And we know what that means. Without it, they're going to go into eternal hell. We don't want that. We don't want that at all. So they find other spiritual spirits, as we mentioned a while ago. And these are false teachings. And I dare say demonic teachings. Because these false teachings, these false prophets, these antichrists will send people to hell thinking they're going to heaven. And that's evil. That's of the devil. And if there's any preachers you watch, you say, oh, well, you know, I just don't like to talk. That's of the devil. You coward. Grow up. Stand up. Quit teaching with an unholy spoon and teach with the only holy spoon through the Holy Spirit. I'll talk more about that soon, but I'm here to say this. Don't watch just anyone on TV. You make sure they're of the word, the only word in the Holy Spoon. The only spoon through the Holy Spirit. But if you have any question, well, I just don't know if I quite understand. Then turn the channel and go to the one who used the Holy Spirit and used the Holy Spoon and the Holy Word. Make sure that you know that you know that you know. Come on. You gotta know. You know, you know, deep down you know. And I got bad news for some Christians. I'm quoting here Christians. I don't know if they're Christians, but I know one thing. There is a question here about those Christians who are using the measuring spoons and the holy, unholy spoons, that are doing things like the lost. It leaves big questions here. Are you sure? Are you sure that you have the holy spoon, which is to say the Holy Spirit? Are you sure if you're agreeing with all of these Christians? who are going along with the ways of the world and the ways of the devil, are you sure you have the Holy Spoon? Are you sure you have the Holy Spirit spoon? The only way you get the Holy Spoon, the Holy Spirit, is through Jesus Christ. And if you don't have that, or at least not using it, because maybe you've fallen out of his, his uh, ways and mannerisms, if you're not using it, you better start questioning your salvation. And if you do have it and you're not following God, and you don't mind sending other people to hell, you better start questioning it. But that's easy. If you have the Holy Spirit, you better start using it. That's good luck if you're not. And it says in 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verses 2, 2. 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verses 20 to 21. In a large house, there are not only gold and silver vessels, but also those of wood and clay some are for honor and some for dishonor one who cleanses himself from these things will be a vessel for honor sanctified fit for the master's use and prepared for every good work the point is that we need to make sure that we're following god for honor and good work not to be one for dishonor Not to be one who's doing things of the world, but one who's doing things of the Lord, the one who made the world the way he wanted it to be, a perfection. But so many people are going with the ways of imperfection. They're going for the ways of this holy, unholy spoon, and not the one way of the holy spoon, the way of the Holy Ghost. And Jesus said this in Matthew 23, verse 1 through 3. Jesus said in Matthew 23, 1 through 3. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do. But do not do their works, for they speak but do nothing. In other words, these were Pharisees who were in the the church. They're in the church. And they may say things, that are holy. But they do things that are unholy. And we're not always following these. There's a lot of false teachers out there, folks. You've got to be careful. A lot of these false teachers are saying to do these things that are unholy. So make sure that you're going with the Holy Spoon, the Holy Spirit, and not with these unholy holy spoons. Make sure that the spirit we're following is the Holy Spirit and not the unholy spirit. And Ephesians and Ephesians chapter six, you Christians, listen. Ephesians chapter six, verse eleven. It's so strong. It's so strong. There's a lot of unholy spirits out there and holy spoons, if you will. Ephesians chapter six, verse eleven says, "Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. The devil has many schemes from the very get of the foe. In Genesis chapter 3, we saw that he went to Adam and Eve and fooled them by misquoting God's word. He did it so many times in the Holy Land. He did it so many times to David, to Samson, to all the people. He tried to do it to Jesus we just saw a while ago. He tried to do it to so many people. He's done it to ministers. He's done it to song leaders. He's done it to preachers. He's tried to do it to me. He's tried to do it to people in my life. He's done it. This is the people in my life, we see it through people we love, through people who we don't hardly know, through people we do know, through people on television, through through prophets. We see it through through politicians. We see it constantly through people who love Jesus very much and believe they're doing right. We see it through people, even in this church, people right now who aren't here, people who are here. We know people that are always constantly being tempted and tested. And right now, we need to ask ourselves: Are we going to listen to the Holy Spirit? who is the holy spoon, to be able to eat the word and take it up and digest it? Or are we going to listen to Satan, the devil, through this unholy, unholy spirit, the unholy spoon, and try to digest the word of God by not taking it fully? We need to put on the whole armor so you'll be able to recognize the devil when he comes at us. And say, no, that's not right. That's what Jesus did. He kept taking up the whole word. Oh, but we're living in a different time. I don't care if we're living in a different time. It's the same Jesus. It's the same Word. It's the same Holy Spirit. And let me tell you something else. There comes a time, something used to be said about me at times. We need to be as blunt as a spoon. We need to be as blunt as the Holy Spirit's spoon. Because there's times that the Holy Spirit has to say to me, Philip, stop it. Philip, quit questioning these days. Because yes, people like to talk about the Holy Spirit being so sweet, so kind, so loving, so gentle, like a baby's so kind, and to the same thing. Guess what? The Holy Spirit also says, Stop it! Stop it, Peter. Don't do that anymore, Philip. Don't do that anymore. Your name, your name, your name. Sometimes the Holy Spirit has to say, How come you're not with your brothers and sisters in Christ? How come you are not reading my word? How come you're not putting Christ first? How come you're putting your loved ones before Jesus Christ? How come you love your job more than you love Jesus Christ? How come you're not tithing? How come you're putting pornography before Jesus Christ? How come you care more about everything else you said of the Lord Jesus Christ? How come? It's being blunt as a spoon. Because it loves you and it knows what you need. God has to do that sometimes. Why? Because we wouldn't listen to the gentle ways, and so if you're not going to listen to the gentle ways, God has to be as blunt as a spoon. I don't like it when it does that. Then you better listen. This going to happen, and you'll have it no other way. You got no one else to blame but yourself. I've had it. I've had it happen me many, 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 many times. Luckily. After the 18th smack with a blunt spoon from the Lord, Holy the Spirit, I listen. In other words, learn from me. Don't be bullheaded, be dove headed. <laughs> listen, listen. Don't just hear, listen. Now we're going to close today by reading one more passage. As we turn to the book of James. Jesus' brother, James. James, chapter one, verses twenty-two to twenty-five. And remember this as you're feeding with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Be doers. Let me say it again, James, chapter one. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man viewing his natural face in the mirror. He views himself, he goes his way, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But whoever looks into the perfect law of liberty continues in it. And is not a forgetful cure, but a doer of the work, this man will be blessed in his deeds. You want to be blessed by the word. You want to eat it up, take it in, let it become a part of you. By all means, use the Holy Spirit. Use that Holy Spirit. Because on your own, on our own, we can't learn. I had a Bible since I was three years old. I didn't get saved until I was seven. So, obviously, even though I knew the stories, thanks to wonderful people like my mom, or my grandma, or my dad, and others who agreed to me, I loved the stories. But they were just stories. Until the Holy Spirit spoke to me, it so much. People. people questioned the Bible constantly. Many ministers, Always get questions. I get questions constantly. Question. The fact of the matter is, they want to know about the story. They also want to know how do you know it's proof? Well, we know part of it. But it wouldn't happen if the Holy Spirit didn't speak to us. It becomes part of it. They don't understand it because they're using the unholy Holy Spirit. But you, my dear brothers and sisters, keep using this Spirit Feeding on the word, let it be part of your daily diet. Let the Lord bless you as you go on throughout this week. Remember this Holy Spirit wants to continue to bless you every single day. Remember to continue to feed, continue to eat, continue to be blessed every day. Dear precious Lord, as we come, I pray that you will help us with just how blessed we are to Holy Spirit, wonderful part of the spirit. The one that spoke to us and told us that we needed you, Lord Jesus, to be coming into our heart, the Lord Jesus, that you would save us from eternal damnation. Without the Holy Spirit speaking, we never would have received you. And then without the Holy Spirit, we never would have grown when you were in us. And I pray, Lord God, right now, for anyone who's here today, or anyone watching, that if they right now need you to help them to grow, that right now they will allow themselves to be fed from your word as they are using the Holy Spirit as they response to the Holy Spirit. But they will use it every single day, and every time that they feel in their heart, Oh, I need it today, this to read this, I need it today, I need it. Allow themselves to be fed and use the potential you've given us the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray this today that we leave from here, that we will feel blessed, that we will feel it for us. I pray for all of this. I pray if there's anyone right now who needs you, that they will not feel not only neglected, but they will feel led to come forward. They feel led to call the pastor even today. That they will feel led, Lord, to do what needs to be done, to be fed. I pray for all this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.